having that belief, a belief in yourself, belief in that higher power, belief in that no matter what it looks like, that the things you've been saying to yourself, your affirmations, your prayers, your, your support from your community, the things that you've been doing to get to that point, it will happen. Sometimes not in our timing. But the amazing thing about that is while we're waiting for it, while we're in the glooming, you know, waiting for these things to happen, it's amazing how we get through it because the reality is everything really does work out for us. Welcome to the Vibe Living Podcast, a podcast that talks about topics for women over 40. You know, that time of your life that many call midlife. That time of life when you can really vibe, be vibrant, intuitive, beautiful, and emerge. Join me, Linus Woods-Mullen, certified holistic living and wellness expert for women over 40, as I talk about a variety of topics that address the wellness of the mind, body, and spirit for women over 40. Remember, midlife doesn't mean no life. Midlife is an opportunity to increase your self-love, your self-care, and your self-worth. It's your time to be vibrant, intuitive, beautiful, and emerged. It's your time to vibe. So come on, let's vibe. and welcome to the Vibe Living Podcast. My name is Linus Woods-Mullins and I'm a holistic living and wellness expert for women over 40. And I'm excited to be talking with women every day, at least once a week, especially on the podcast, about ways that we can be well in the mind, body, and spirit. I'm excited to always bring you some of the premier experts in the field of mind, body, spirit, wellness for women over 40. And today we truly do have an expert. Her story is one of definitely inspiration. And actually, as a midlife woman, I am always looking for people that I can look up to to encourage me along this journey because it's full of transitions, full of changes, full of challenges. But to be able to stay uplifted and inspired and empowered along that journey, I think that is key in order for us to feel good about who we are at this stage of life. I'd love to introduce to you LJ Johnson. LJ Johnson is an expert when it comes to all things endometriosis, immune systems and other things. I'm going to let her tell her, your, her tell you her story uh, as is tradition on the Vibe Living Podcast. I love for uh, the guests to introduce themselves because you are an expert on you. So LJ, please, first of all, welcome to uh, the podcast and please Thank tell us a little bit about you. You're welcome. I'm happy to be here. Excited. Yeah, it's, it's great to be here too, to be able to talk with you. Tell us a little bit about you. And how you came to be the LJ Johnson when it comes to the whole idea about immune systems, endometriosis, and all things about wellness for women over 40. Right, right, right. Yeah, so a little of my story. We'll start with the story, right? So I do specialize in endometriosis, PCOS, and fibroids. Everything's women's health, womb health. Um, it comes from my journey. I'm going to tell you right now, your girl is still on the healing journey, but there has been a journey. Um, at, even at a young age, I was born with asthma and allergies. I've always had some health challenges. And it's really interesting um, when people start talking about their careers and why they do what they do and why they love it. It's like at first, yeah, you don't love being sick, right? There's nothing that you love about not feeling well. You don't love going through the challenges. You don't love it. Um, it's not uplifting. It's not encouraging kind of sucks sometimes, right? Like there's just times where you're like, ah, I don't wish it on someone else, but I wish I didn't have to deal with it. But that is where my passion came from. Um, 
it was just a long, long journey. I've done a lot in my life. I've had a lot of challenges and it's very interesting when you're talking about getting to that middle age, it's like, I feel like I've gotten over a hump and I'm like, okay, now I'm still, I've got a couple more things I want to get done. But I mean, my journey started, like I said, when I was younger, I'm seven years old in and out of the hospital for the first seven years of my life, chronic asthma, chronic allergies, my poor parents. Um, I was that kid that went to church camp that rode a horse for the first time and then ended up in the ambulance and ended up in the hospital, right? Like I was that person that couldn't roll in the grass. I couldn't eat this. I couldn't do that. I was always on my inhaler. Like it was just very challenging. Compromised immune system from the get go. Looking back, it's like, man, if my parents, yeah, God bless them, they did the best they could, but they just didn't understand that those moments, those first seven to 10 years was really setting the tone for my entire health journey. Um, as I got older, very type A, very active, um, you know, always made A's. I made my first C when I was in my master's program. It was very humbling. I was just like, oh, right. So we're talking about high stress, type A, pushing, 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 and just keeping up, right? Not necessarily keeping up with the Joneses, but keeping up with being the oldest of four children, you know, being a black woman, a black girl, just all of the things I dealt with, it really pushed my stress level up. And I tell that part of my story because as I think back, that's a huge reason I'm still dealing with some health issues, right? I'm talking to you type Ayers who are always, you got these long to-do lists. You're always this, always that. I know, I'm looking at mine. I've got mine. I used to write a list. Now it's a Google document because there's so much. I just scoop things down and put things on top. But yes, I'm telling you, the type Ayers, we internalize a lot of things. We're always going, we're always pushing, but it can be detrimental to your health. And that honestly is what happened to me. Yes, the asthma and allergies, okay, it was just the hand I was dealt, but it was definitely as I got older, um, as I progressed, I was very, very high, you know, high intelligence in school. I graduated high school when I was 15 years old, went straight to college at 15, right, which sounds amazing, but along the way, I had some severe health issues, the asthma and allergies, chronic systemic inflammation, um, chronic sinus infections, you know, it was that person where they're like, girl, you're always sick, and I'm like, yeah, I was that girl, unfortunately, that was always sick. Um, at the age of 14, I started having some horrible period pains, horrible pelvic pains, um, and not the whole like, oh, my period's here. Let me just take some Midol. Let me just take some ibuprofen. Like, oh, no, my cycle's here. Like, I can't walk. I can't get out of bed. Um, I couldn't go to school some days. My mother was like, you're a strong black woman. Push through. So I just kind of held on to it. But at the end of the day, there were days I couldn't walk. There were days I couldn't talk. Um, it progressively got worse. It took me 16 years to get the diagnosis. And that was 16 years of trying to figure out what was going on with my body, blaming my body, blaming myself, you know, blaming everyone and literally just hating myself, right? Trying to figure out like, why is everyone else who's eating everything under the sun, but I have all these allergies and I only eat this special little list and I do all these things, but it's like, why me? Yeah, it's like the whole thing where people are praying at church and you're like, dear God, like, why am I always sick? I'm here at church all the time. I was a PK, pastor's kids, always there. Like, I felt like I was being dealt a bad hand. Um, at the age of 14, started having a horrible pelvic pains, period pains. Took me 16 years. Finally got my diagnosis of endometriosis. Um, and I paused right there because even though I got that diagnosis and it took me 16 years, it was very hard because once I got the diagnosis, it wasn't like, hey, LJ, here's endometriosis. We know tons about it. It's going to be great. We'll get you taken care of and get you out of here in a jiffy. It was more like, oh, you have endometriosis. And did you want to go back to what we recommended, the pain pills and the birth control, which aren't really working, but that's the only band-aids we have, right? Um, so, I mean, it just, I could go on and on and on. It was quite debilitating. Um, it ruined friendships. It ruined relationships. It changed my life, right? I mean, I ended up getting married, 
didn't have any fertility issues, which was amazing for me um, because a lot of people with endometriosis have some fertility issues. And I feel like I should even explain endometriosis because some people are like, go ahead, please explain it. So I have endometriosis. I do specialize in endometriosis, PCOS and thyroids. Luckily for me, I'm just an endo warrior. So endometriosis is when you have tissue similar to your uterine lining that grows outside of your uterus, right? So it's not uterine lining. It's not backed up period. All these other misconceptions out there, it is uterine-like tissue growing outside of your uterus, right? So when you have a cycle, you know, you shed your lining, but here's the deal. The uterine lining, it's outside of the uterus. So you're not shedding that lining. It is very much hormonally based. There's typically some high estrogen. Um, There's a lot going on. So I will also say, as I get on my soapbox about endometriosis, because I am very passionate about it, it's also not a reproductive disease, right? So as I said, at the age of 14 years old, I started having pelvic pain, horrible periods, you know, all of these things. And so people are like, oh, just like a period thing? Like, oh, okay, get you some pills and keep pushing. It's only a week. Well, here's the deal. Endometriosis is not a reproductive disease and it affects you every day of your life. You can have pelvic pain, painful sex, you know, dysmenorrhea, all of these things outside of your cycle, right? So I was 14 years old, you know, just coming into womanhood, still trying to like figure out my body and, you know, just, just growing, right? Like just trying to figure out who the heck I was. Yet I had a body that had, you know, endometriosis lesions on my bladder, on my, um, you know, rectal, you know, in my rectum. I had it on my digestive tract, on my stomach. You can have it anywhere. So endometriosis, like I said, is not a reproductive disease and it can be systemic chronic inflammation throughout your entire body. It can also be very, very painful, right? So when you think of period pain, that's one thing. Endometriosis can be of the nerves, right? So it's very, very debilitating. So it's not the whole, oh, you know, I'm having my cycle. I'll be tired this week. It can be chronic fatigue where, you know, there were two weeks before my cycle, right? So I had my cycle for one week. Then the two weeks before I couldn't do anything because I was in pain. I was bloated. I was having nerve pain. I mean, some people, you know, have pelvic pain. You're passing out. You're vomiting a lot. Like there's a lot going on, right? And it's trying to explain this to your doctor. And you almost sound like a hypochondriac because you're like, I don't know what's going on with my body, but there's a lot of you know bad things going on, um, which is why it's so hard to diagnose. So finally got that diagnosis. Um, but before getting that diagnosis, I had gotten married. I'd had children. Um, you know, it was, it was very challenging, right? I know now looking back at 42 years old, I'm like, oh, if I just had all the knowledge I had now, then, um, to, you know, trying to explain to my ex-husband, you know, I'm divorced at the moment, but trying to explain to him, you know, what was going with my body, why I had failing health, that I wasn't lazy, that I really wanted to work. I wanted to do all these amazing things. Um, so that is one of the biggest turning points of my journey. My healing journey was the endometriosis diagnosis, um, which is why I do what I do today, right? Because like this conversation, like some people are probably Probably like, oh, that may be me. Maybe I have endo, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not something openly talked about, right? All the social media, the Facebook, the Instagram, the TikTok, all these amazing things we have, like Clubhouse, those weren't available back, you know, when I was 14 years old. Those weren't available, you know, even 20 years ago. Like, you were just going into mom centers or talking to other mothers and being like, hey, I just had a baby. I'm having these issues. Is it, you know, is it awkward? Is it crazy? Are you having these issues too? Um, I remember, like, you know, searching my space and baby center and forums. I mean, that's where you went for information back then. And so luckily for me, I was able to kind of self-diagnose myself, take all the information into my doctor. And then they'd be like, oh my gosh, I think you're onto something. You may have, you may have something, you know, like that. Was you know, there was something you said about the uh, fatigue. It reminds me of a friend of mine who, and this was about 25 years ago, 
now, gosh, didn't seem like that long, but it was at least 25 years ago. And she was feeling tired all the time. And she uh, was having problems focusing and um, she did something just wasn't right. And the doctors couldn't figure out anything. And this was before I got into holistic health or any of this at all. I was an HR director. Okay. So I was in a totally different, but something said, you know what, they're not diagnosing her because they haven't encountered this or they've been misdiagnosing it with other stuff and she's just being persistent. So I did something that wasn't even popular back then. I Googled it and I came up with something called chronic fatigue. I didn't know what it was, but I printed it up for her and I said, you know, when you go to the doctor next time, mm -hmm. uh, ask him about this. And that began her actually getting the right treatment. So there's a couple of things I wanna to talk to you when it comes to this, because I really do believe that midlife women in particular, if they have at no other time, need to feel empowered to right. take care of their bodies and to do what's necessary. And they need to really put it on their to-do list to peel back the layers of whatever's going on with them, whether it's uh, emotional, mental, physical, spiritual, whatever it is, this is the time to do it. And I believe it's the time to do it because we really have accumulated a, a lot of different skills, a lot of different experiences and a lot of different abilities, all really accumulating to a point that it will aid us in evaluating what's next in our life or to evaluating what I need to do to peel back the layers to get to the causation. So when I take a look at that and I look at what you went through, my main question is, how did you stay resilient enough to keep peeling back the layers, to keep going back, to keep basically, in some cases, doing the jobs of the doctors and actually probably have the equivalent of an MD uh, when it comes to all that you have discovered during this journey? How did you stay resilient? That's a good question. Um, how did I stay resilient? It's one of those things like, I feel like I have a calling on my life, right? I know some people are not religious. They don't believe in higher power, but I'm like, they're with me. If you do, I, I feel do. like there's a calling, right? Like I'm here for a purpose. Yes, the endometriosis, I give myself chills just saying, you know, yes, all of these healing things have been challenging, but the person I am today, I would not be able to help as many people if I had not been through the fire, right? It's one thing to read a textbook, you know, even like I'm a psychologist, you know, it's one thing to go get your doctorate, your master's and have all the book knowledge. But honey, when you've been there, done that, that's like a whole different story. Like you're really able to have that empathy, that sympathy, be able to really tap in because I remember what it was like when I could not describe what I was feeling. I didn't have the words like pain was a word. You know, I felt a little crazy. I was like, am I having, a, you know, like all of these words. And so being able to have been there, done that, I was like, this is what I need to do. I knew that if I got to the other side, now, I didn't know what the other side looked like. You know, I didn't know what the other side looked like. Me not having children ever. Me having a hysterectomy. Me, you know, not having quality of life and being in a wheelchair. Like, I didn't know what the other side was. But I truly, truly believe that if I got over this, I could help others. I've always wanted to help others. Um, it's my thing, right? I'm the oldest of four, strong military family. Like, we're all about helping and giving and serving. So I knew somehow all of this turmoil, right? Even the things that I've gone through in the last couple of years, you know, we've all been through a lot. I knew at the end of the day, that was going to help me help others. And that is what I love. Like I, yes, I love self-care and taking care of myself and building myself up, but like I get energized by helping other people. And so all of those experiences, I knew that if I could just make it through, right? That I, I may have to crawl through sometimes, maybe not get to quite to the top of the mountain, 
But if I could pull through that, I can help more people. And that is what I love to do. I love, love, love to truly, um, like it says on my website, my Instagram and everything to motivate, empower and educate people that you can have an amazing life despite the diagnosis and despite everything. Yes. So much of it to, to use over overused word, but it's really true has to do with the mindset, making your right. mind, regardless of what's going on around me, this is going to be my mindset. And as I was listening to you, I was thinking about the first time that I heard you on Clubhouse. And my first thought was like, who is this woman with all this energy and talking real fast and knows all this stuff. And then, you know, over time, I found out your story. And it's just amazing that you've still been able to maintain this positive level, this optimism. But I also know that part of not having chronic disease overtake you really is all about the mindset. So I wanted to ask about that. What would your advice be for midlife women when it comes to mindset in general? Because right now in our society, while the baby boomers and the midlife, so to speak, are turning on its head, the whole stereotype of what it means to be over 40, 50, and 60, yes. we're still dealing with that inference of, you know, I get this all the time. Oh, you don't look 64. Well, what does 64 look like? I, I, I really don't know. Um, um, or you look really young for your age. Well, you know, all, all those things, which I know people are trying to be complimentary, but inherently there's this age bias or expectation of what's supposed to be happening around this time of life. Well, how do you get past that and maintain or attain a mindset that is positive, optimistic, and on that journey to self-love? How, how do you go about doing that, especially when you're faced with challenges like you've been faced with? Right. That's a great question. The first thing I would say and what I did for myself is I looked at the first part as like, okay, I learned all the lessons. I grabbed the gyms. I got the toolbox. I put the tools in. The second half, honey, it's time to run, right? Run like the wind and put those into action, right? But for me, the mindset was there. It's like now it's time to put it into action. Now for someone that's like, I'm not quite with the mindset. I've been you know, ill for years. Yeah, I mean, I mean, let's be honest, someone could be listening to this right now and maybe got some news two, three days ago, but here's the deal. The illness doesn't define you. And I think that's where the mindset comes in. So many times you will hear people say, you know, I'm asthmatic. I have endometriosis. I have this. I have a bad back. I have this, that, and the other. And there's truly power in the tongue. And, you know, people don't want to grasp on the manifestation, this, that, and the other. But if you're always saying, I have this, I have this, I have this you will have that, right? But as soon as you leech onto something else and you pick up some different words, right? You get some different affirmations. Maybe you have to, you know, wake up every morning. I have affirmations. I didn't say them this morning, to be honest. I was super busy, but I usually have these affirmations that I say. And sometimes you got to speak it into existence. But as I began to do that, that's when things turned around, right? It's like, I always say, I've been diagnosed with endometriosis. I don't claim it. It's not mine. It is not me. And so many times, like we think about it, when you think about it as a child, they're like, oh, someone says something, it'll just roll off of you. You know, sticks and stones will break your bones, all those things. But at the end of the day, if you're saying it 24 seven, you're going to believe it, right? Just because it's a diagnosis. Yes, maybe it's, you know, it's debilitating, it's crippling, it's painful. It's, you know, ruining your weekends and this, that, and the other. But you have to make up your mind that that is not going to define you. And I feel so many times when you get the diagnosis, when you're just not where you want to be, then you just accept it and you sit in it, right? And you want people to be empathetic. You want people to, you know, be like, poor you, this, that, and the other. It's like you have the energy to fight some days, but some days you're like, ah, oh, it's just too much work to fight. And so that's when I say, like, you have to really just 
decide that you're willing to commit, right? Like, are you really ready to do the work, right? Once you're ready to do the work, you need to get a community, right? I'm sure you know all about community lettuce. It takes a community, right? Because today I'm feeling strong, right? I've got a procedure coming up in a couple weeks. There's probably going to be a couple days. I'm not going to be feeling as strong, right? But that is when I lean on my community. I lean on my faith. I lean on my affirmations. And I would say lean into your community. I love that idea. You know, we talked about the whole idea of resilience. And we talked about uh, the whole idea of having the right mindset. And now we're bringing in community. All of that requires a certain level of empowerment feeling empowered enough to do those things. And what would your advice or your tips be in terms of how to get empowered? Because I know that it is not necessarily an intrinsic thing. Some some of us just have it in us. Others, we really have to work on it. So what would your advice be about how to get empowered to take the kind of journey that you've taken? The first thing with empowerment is you have to believe that you deserve it. So many times, you don't believe you deserve the healing. You don't believe you deserve the raise. Oh, I'm a great person, but you know, such and such should go ahead and get the promotion or I'm a good person, but oh, it's just how it is. And it's like, we are so many times we're just accepting these things, right? People are throwing stuff out. We're putting them in our toolbox and we're carrying it around. But if you truly want to empower yourself, the first thing you have to do is believe that you deserve the healing, believe that you deserve the promotion, believe that you deserve better. And even if you don't have all the tools, right? Like you're saying, you know, maybe someone's listening to this and they're like, okay, I'm buying it. I, okay, this LJ girl, she's selling it to me. I believe, now what? If you don't know what to do then, you need to plug into a community, right? Because someone in that community has been there, done that, right? Some of the challenges I've been through are, you know, empowering to others, but then maybe there's a story, for example, you would share, Linus, that I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what I needed to take me to the next level. I'll also say, ladies, we get in our pride and we want to do everything on our own because we're a boss babe, we're bossing it, we're this, we're that. And that's what holds us back because that's not really empowerment. You need that, you know, internal that you need to first believe that you deserve it. Uh, that is so true. And it's absolutely right about plugging into that community. And I just want to tell all of you guys, I know you're plugged into my community, but you need to be plugged into LJ's too. Whether you have a chronic disease, endometriosis or PCOS or any of the other things that can plague you as a woman or a midlife woman, it's important to plug into someone like LJ because she's been there and she's done that. And if you look on the show page, you'll see her Instagram, her website, all of her social media. Uh, LJ, it's so fantastic being with you and just feeling your energy. And there was something that you said um, just now that reminded me of something that I wrote. In fact, it just it makes me kind of sh- uh, make me choked up. I just wrote this um, maybe a few weeks ago. Um, I was having some challenges around the financial goal that I had set for myself. Mm-hmm. And even though it didn't, it was like one of those kind of things where you're sitting on, you're on the shore of a beach and you can see the boat coming to pick you up, but it's taken so damn long. So I said, okay, I don't want the appearance of that to feed into my mindset because the minute I start doubting, that's when it's, the, the shit will disappear. So therefore, there's one thing that I know that I have to do, and you mentioned it several times, and that is believe. Um, I do have a very strong belief system. I, I'm a Christian, and you know I do my thing every morning, but regardless of what your faith is or whatever else the idea of belief whatever you believe in it could be god it could be a pet rock whatever it is something that you know is greater than you 
something that you can't always like define what it is, but you just know inherently that it's there. That belief system, if you can dig into that, it's amazing the things that you can do. And I'm so glad to say that that shit did come in. And when it came in, it was so much more than what I expected. It blew my expectations away. But that's what happens because we are mere mortals, right? We don't know what it is that the Supreme Creator, God, whatever, what he has in store for us. And the, mm-hmm. the, the, the joke is, you know, of course, if you want to give God a laugh, tell him your plans, you know, because <laughs> right. he's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's so not what I have planned for you. But just uh, having that belief, a belief in yourself, belief in that higher power, belief in that no matter what it looks like, that the things you've been saying to yourself, your affirmations, your prayers, your your support from your community, the things that you've been doing to get to that point, it will happen. Sometimes not in our timing. But the amazing thing about that is while we're waiting for it, while we're in the glooming, you know, waiting for these things to happen, it's amazing how we get through it because the reality is everything really does work out for us. Yes. It really does. Not always in our timing. And not always we thought it was going forward. That's what gets us. We have this one thing and if it veers off, we're like, oh, and it's like, could be veering to something better. So we have to remember that. Absolutely. And thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, being so transparent and vulnerable. I really respect you and admire you so much because you help so many just by being you. Thanks so much for being on the Bible Living Podcast. Thank you. Yeah, and thank you to all of you for tuning in and listening to these awesome women. If you haven't already, take a look at the other podcasts. We have a great lineup of women uh, in this season that are all talking about anything from chronic disease to empowerment to afterlife to afterlife decisions. What is that about? All great topics, all great topics that are designed just for you, the midlife woman. Thanks so much for listening. Have a fantastic day. And most importantly, don't forget to buy Thank you for listening to the Vibe Living Podcast. Please feel free to download, rate, share, and like the show. To find out more about living a vibe life, go to my website at wellnesswoman40.com or email me at vibelivingpodcast at gmail.com. Have a fantastic day and don't forget to vibe. This is Lennis Woods Mullins, your host on the Vibe Living Podcast. I am a holistic living and wellness expert for women over 40. I help women to be well in their mind, body, and spirit by teaching them about holistic practices, fitness, nutrition, and spiritual renewal. For over 14 years, I have helped women to vibe, to be more vibrant, intuitive, beautiful, and emerged, and into the woman that I think all midlife women want to be. If you are struggling with releasing unwanted pounds, balancing your hormones, getting rid of that sense of anxiety, enhancing your immune system, and, well, just having a better wellness journey, consider scheduling a 15-minute free consultation. Let's see if we connect and how I might be able to help you vibe along your wellness journey. Just click on the link on the show page there and it says, Contact Linus. I hope to hear from you soon.